this morning. As been noted, we're starting our study this morning in a new chapter in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, one of the most uh, studied, probably perhaps one of the most memorized uh, passages of scripture in the Bible. So if you have a copy of God's word, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, and we'll be discussing this important topic of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, we'll be looking at the first three verses and be focused upon the character of faith, uh, in a sense, preserving faith, uh, persevering faith, a faith that the author has already discussed uh, will be our focus here this morning. We'll look at his character. We'll look at the fact that persevering faith receives God's approval and persevering faith believes in invisible realities. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3, prepare our hearts to hear God's word. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. The subject of faith is important. It's the writer in Hebrews has already discussed faith uh, in this, this letter to the Hebrew Christians. Back in chapter four of Hebrews, the writer has mentioned and emphasized that of the old uh, of the old people of Israel, the people uh, of the past, the, the ancestors of the people to whom he is writing, they were disobedient. Uh, he says in Hebrews chapter four, verse one, he says of them uh, that uh, they did not enter God's rest. They had a promise. God through uh, uh, Moses gave them uh, a promise that they would enter God's rest. They didn't believe it. They did not uh, embrace it by faith. And 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 the writer says in, in here in Hebrews chapter four, verse one, therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still remains, he's speaking to these believers who are tempted to turn away from Christ. He's, and the gospel, he says, let us fear. Least any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For the good news, there, there's, there's a, a land called Canaan. There's a, there's a promised land that God has for his people. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. The, the, the good news that they heard was of no value to them. The good news of the promised land was of no value to them because they lacked faith. 
faith is essential. Hebrews chapter six, the writer has mentioned that faith, uh, Hebrews chapter six, verse one, that faith is in, in God uh, toward God is a part of the elementary teachings of Christianity. He says, therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Faith is found foundational. Faith toward God is foundational. Faith in the fact that God exists is foundational to the Christian life. Faith in him uh, that he will keep his promise, that he is a God that forgives his sin, uh, forgive our sins is 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 foundational and essential to the, to the Christian faith. Faith is essential is, is, is what the author has been showing us. And even in the passage that we looked at last week in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 38 and 39, the writer of Hebrews says this, but uh, uh, quoting uh, 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 Hosea, he says, but my righteous one uh, shall live by faith. And if he stumbles, uh, if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. A life of faith pleases God. A life of faith is necessary for persevering in the Christian life. A life of faith is so important that the that the writer of Hebrews gives a whole chapter. A whole chapter to uh, faith. It, it, it's important. It, 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 he devotes an entire chapter to it. He'll go on in Hebrews chapter 11 in verse 6. He says again, that it's, he says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Beloved, where faith is lacking in your life, God is not pleased. And then so this is an important topic for us uh, to study. It, it's, it's important because a life of persevering faith pleases God. Faith is the way that we begin the Christian life. That was read in uh, Ephesians chapter two. Faith is is a gift from God. This is how we start the Christian life. It is the way that we continue the Christian life. It is to be the way we end the Christian life. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, he says, for we walk by, for we walk by faith or live by faith and not by sight. Our Christian life is based upon what God has said, who God is, who Christ is, all of these things, uh, uh, realities, these truths, these uh, God, Christ, the promises that he has made in the scripture, we can't see those things. We can't we can't see them physically, but we can see them by our faith. Faith is a, a is to be a lifestyle. Faith is the basic component of the Christian life. Everything that you do should revolve around faith. We live by faith, Paul says. And 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 this faith is is not just a a private faith. It's a public faith. 
It, it, it is expressed even here and now as we gather together as a corporate body. We gather together because God said in his word, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. We embrace that reality and that truth because we do it because God said. So our faith is private. It, it is public and it proves that God is faithful. If we gather together, we believe something about God and what and, and the benefit we have in obeying his word. Faith, uh, uh, walking in faith proves that God is gracious. And, and perhaps here this morning, you came to church and and you're not living by faith in every area of your life. You know those areas. You know where you are struggling in your life. Perhaps. You're not living the way that God desires you to live in every, every area of your life. It, it, and, and, and so what the writer of Hebrews is going to tell us this morning, he says, if you want to please God in all things, you must be motivated by faith in all that you do. In, in, in everything that you do, you, you, you must not be indifferent and say that this area of my life belongs to me every area of our lives if we trust that god is sovereign over our lives every area every thought every attitude every behavior everything we put our hands to every place that we put our feet everything that we do belongs to to the sovereign god and if it does then we should desire to to please him in all of those things so we, we must be motivated by faith in, in, in everything, in our conscience, in, in our minds, in our thoughts, in our attitudes. We, we must move forward in the Christian life uh, it, with the, the shield of faith that protects us from uh, error, from false doctrine, from, from the arrows of the devil that comes against us. We, our faith must be like a the, the sail of a ship that is raised and 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 is 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 breathed into and moved and motivated by the word of God that that enables us to sail the rough seas of life. It doesn't mean that our faith don't waver. But the faith that God calls for is a faith that even though it may get knocked down, it gets right back up. It, it gets up and, and it is characterized by, uh, by persistence, a persistence, a, a persistence that embraces the, the future promises of God. and says, God says this, this will be true for me. And I believe it. Faith is important, beloved, is what I'm trying to say. Regardless of what's going on in your life. Life is tough, but regardless of what is going on, will your life prove that God is true? Will your faith, the way you live your life, prove that God is who he said he is? 
Let's look at faith's character. Look at verse 1. Look at the beginning of verse 1. You see the word now. This, this, this word now informs us that the writer is, is continuing his discussion from the previous chapter. Remember that he is writing to Hebrew Christians who are suffering uh, great persecution. They're, they're discouraged. They're discouraged and they're on the verge of turning away from Christianity. They're on the verge of turning away from Christ going back to Judaism. And so the writer, remember, he is he is exhorting them to endurance in the Christian life. Look at verse number 36 of Hebrews chapter 10. Remember that uh, he says for you had look what he says that that they have need. Of. You have need of endurance. So that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. And so what the, the, the author is talking about here is, is, is faith that, that endure, faith that enables one to, to pers- persevere in the Christian. He's not talking about saving faith here. The, the faith that is discussed here in Hebrews chapter 10 and Hebrews chapter 11 is not saving faith. It is persevering faith. Faith here, look again at the text. He says, now faith is. Faith here is, is a now. And it is followed by the word is, which shows that the author in some sense is defining uh, or he is describing the character of faith. Again, this points us back to what he had just said in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 39. The last verse he has said, but we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who notice that he says, have faith. Faith is a reality. We are those in whom faith Living by faith in God is a reality. And preserve. So faith is, 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 is he's, he's writing to those who are already displaying faith in their lives. And he said that we are those who continue to, uh, to live by faith, continue to display faith. In our lives. But before we go further, we have to note something about uh, faith. Faith is, is, is not something that that we discover ourselves. We, what did Ephesians chapter two say? Where, where does faith come from? Faith is a, is a it, it is a gift of God. God gives us faith to start the Christian life. He he gives us faith that enables us to live the Christian life. It's not something that 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 it it comes from us. And 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 also we, we have to say that faith and really what we're talking about what it's not, it's not positive thinking. It's not a, a, a positive experience. It's not picking yourselves up by the bootstrap. It's not something that you just intellectually believe we we believe we have faith based upon what God has said. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it doesn't just sit here in the noggin. 
It, does, it doesn't just sit here in the mind. Faith, faith expresses itself in the way we live our lives. So it's not just something intellectual. And, and, and it's not just blind faith where you, you just, well, I don't know what God says. I, I, I'm not going to seek what God, I'm not going to seek God's will. I'm just going to go and just, just go. And I'm, I'm just going to trust God. Now, the people that live like that, they live with, uh, uh, by a blind faith, faith that is not connected to the, the, the truth of scripture. I'm just going to go because uh, because I believe that this is what God wants me to do. Nothing, nothing about what God has said in his word. So this faith that the author talks about, it's not a blind faith. It's not a faith in faith. It's not a faith in faith that the charismatics have. It's not a faith that 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 changes or moves things. This this is not what the the the, the writer is talking about. The faith here again is a is a is a gift of God. It is a gift of God's grace, and and this faith that that is given to us uh, in, uh, in salvation is a is a faith that continues with us. Is a faith that assures us that regardless of what is going on in our lives, that what God has promised is ours. That's the kind of faith that He's talking about. It is a it is a faith that that is assured of what God has said in his word is true. We can believe it. We will be able to enjoy it. And we should be strengthened by it. It it is this faith that unlocks all the blessings of, of God's grace to us in Christ that enables us to walk through the dark times in life and beloved we need faith more than ever nowadays don't we these are dark times these are difficult times people i was just thinking about what happened over there in turkey people have lost their whole family and if they are believers over there what's going to get them through is what god has promised in his word that nothing else. God can take away all of those things that for us even here today, God can take away this church, this building that we're in. God can, in his provision, take away the homes that we have. And guess what God expects from you if he did that? That you live by faith in him. That he will provide that he will care for you, that 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 if your life is taken absent from the body, present with the Lord, beloved, we need faith. Faith that that gives us a that that is based upon a sense of certainty uh, that that secure that 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 secure that we know that our soul is secure. And that's the way these believers live. Look back at chapter 10. Go back to chapter 10, verse 32. Let us not forget the context. 
He says, but recall the former days when after you were enlightened, after you heard the gospel, after you were enlightened and you uh, uh, trusted in what you heard, you were convinced by it, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings, sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction and sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you had compassion on those in prison and joyfully accepted the plundering of your property. Why? Why did they why did they endure all of this? Since you yourself, since you know. Don't miss that. Since you know that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. How did they know that they knew it from the word of God? And they endured. Their property being taken, being stolen, being taken by others. And they did it with joy. The writer said they joyfully endured the plundering of their possessions. And they did it because they had confident assurance that blessings awaited them not on earth, but in heaven. Take all that I own, take the clothes on my back. I'm storing up treasures in heaven. They knew that blessings awaited them in heaven. Blessings that they have not seen. They, ain't, they, they haven't even seen. They knew that, that blessings, the promised blessings of God, promise of inheritance, Promise of, of drawing near to, to, to God and being with him. You can't see those things, but they knew that those things were theirs. And so they were willing and able to give up all that they had. That sounds like the gospel, doesn't it? The gospel call. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. They, they, they understood what the, what, what the Bible promised to those who are believers and they endured joyfully. Count it all joy, James says. As you go through various trials and tribulations, you can only do that if you are confident in what God has said and what, and what God has promised. For the writer, he's, he's writing about a, a persevering faith. And notice it, it, this faith that he's writing about is, is composed of two things, assurance and conviction. Notice he starts out, he says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It, it is the, when, when someone is assured of something, uh, it, it's, it's, it's sure. It's, they, they, they have a, a, sure, a surety. They have a certainty of something. And, and notice that the focus of this assurance here is not on the present. He says, now faith is the assurance, notice, of things hoped for. Not, think, not, not things that you can see, but, what he's, but actual future realities that are promised in God's word. It, it, it is a it, it is assurance 
that God will be true to his character. Think about in this life tomorrow or when I leave the church and I encounter some difficult situation. Faith is the assurance that God will be who he says he will be. That he will be true to his character, that that according to Philippians 419, that God will supply every need of mine according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. If I'm in need tomorrow, <laughs> Romans 828, assured of, of the reality that that God who the who 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 uh, is is working in all things. He's working all things together for good because I love him. Because he has called me according to his purpose. I don't see that. I don't see God working all things for good in the difficult and challenging things that are going on in my life. But I believe it and that's my hope. James has counted all joy. The situation, what you're going through right, right now may not be joyous. But James says, Count it all joy when you meet trials and various things. For you know that the testing of your faith produces something. You can't see it right now, but it's going to produce something in your life. It produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And it keeps it keeps going and it, into eternity. What are the things that that we as believers hope on that Christ will return. The blessed hope. Paul calls it in Titus chapter 2 verse. It's a blessing that Christ will return. That one day, even though this body is falling apart, one day we will have a glorified, resurrected body. That one day we will reign with Christ. That we will be able to see him as he is. These are the things that, that consist of the Christian hope. And the writer says, this is what faith is all about. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. There's a sense of, of assurance that comes with faith. And look at the end of verse one. It's the, he goes on and says, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is a conviction of the unseen. It is seeing that which cannot be seen with the physical eye. The things that, that are, it's not the things that are earthly, the things that are tempor, temporary. The things that the, the the thief can still live, steal uh, and, and, and come in and take from us. No, no, it's, it's the conviction of the things not seen. Peter says in first Peter chapter one, verse eight, he said, talking of Christ, though you have not seen him, you love him. Is that true of you? Is that true of your life? Do you love Christ? And are you convinced that he loves you? Peter says, though you have not seen him, you love him. 
you could you if that is true, you're 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 you have a conviction about that. Though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. And filled with glory. As I read that, I think about David dancing out his clothes. Joy, inexpressible in the unseen realities. We need more of this in our lives. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, Paul says this. He says, as we look, talking about resurrection, as we look to the things that are seen, uh, he says, as as we, excuse me, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Where's your faith this morning, beloved? What is it that is motivating you this morning? What is it that you're holding on to that you're looking to give you joy this morning? Is it the invisible and eternal things? And the reality of this, of, of of being con- uh, convinced of things that are that are not seen, and and ho- embracing uh, the, the the having assurance of 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 these future realities, it's not going to make your life easy in the world. Having this conviction of the the unseen things, it it it, it will enable you to be faithful to continue to be faithful in the Christian life. But it's going to bring opposition as well. And, and in a sense, if if, if you have uh, true faith, you're going to welcome opposition. You're going to welcome uh, uh, opposition against you. And this is this is important for us to grasp in a world that we live in. Because the people around us, they don't live by faith in unseen realities. They live by faith in what they see. Matter of fact, they reject God and and his word. And they live in willful ignorance. If you go to Ephesians chapter 4, verses uh, 17 through 19, there Paul describes man's state of 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 uh, apart from the grace of God that that uh, they, he says that uh, two things about them that they love darkness that their that their understanding is darkened and, and they embrace the things uh, of of this 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 world because their understanding is darkened their hearts are hardened. In Romans chapter one, verse 18 says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress and hold down the truth. They know that God exists. 
but they're they they continue to live lives of unrighteousness, suppressing what they know that uh, that that uh, of the truth about God that He exists and that He is powerful. And so you say, well, how do we live in light of that? Well, we got to have conviction in there as well. Conviction that the gospel, that first of all, that God calls us to go and take the gospel. And we got to have the, the conviction. This is unseen. We can't see it in the life of an unbeliever, but we got to. We, we, we got to have a conviction that we're to take the gospel to them, that they need to hear the gospel. And we got to have a conviction that if they hear the gospel, God can change their heart. We, we got if you don't have that conviction, you're not going to go and tell the good news. You're not going to go tell anybody. We got to have a conviction that God's word is able to change the human condition. Notice what the writer says in verse two. Not only does he show us the character of God, but faith receives God's approval. And this 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 is the the importance of faith. Look at the beginning of verse two. It says, "For by it, for by what? By faith, the people of old. Who are the people of old? Is it the old people?" Yeah, it's old people too. When we had the class on old age, just finished that up. But uh, this is referring to people old or the ancestors. This the, and this is what the writer is going to talk about in the rest of Hebrews chapter eleven. It's the godly men and women that he's going to describe. Those godly men and women who acted upon God's word and gained His approval. This 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 is uh, who he is referring to here. For by it the people of old. And notice what he says in the rest of verse two. He said, "Receive their commendation." They were commended for their faith. They 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 received God's approval. For the, for the way that they live their lives. And we'll see that there are some who live difficult lives, more difficult than others. But the, think about what is happening here. The writer is using the lives of those who live faithful in the past to encourage us who are in the present to live faithful in the present. Underneath that reality is the importance of having other believers in your life. Seeing what others go through, what we have here is a is a is a, a a testimony of their lives to the faithfulness of God. 
And how do we know it? It's written on the page of Scripture. Bringing that to us. How will you and I know of God's daily faithfulness to keep his word in your life? How would how will we know it is by getting to know one another? On Wednesday nights at Bible study, well, uh, before Bible study in the prayer service, how do we start the prayer service off? With praise. Praise based upon what? What we want to find out before we start the prayer service is what God has done in the life of those who are gathered together. Why? Just to be, just to, is that just something we do? No. So that when we hear of the goodness of God, we praise, we, we, we go, we praise him and worship him for his goodness. That's a good thing, isn't it? This is why we need to be assembling together with each other to find, hey, I, you know, just talking and listening. I want to hear what, what, what good things have God done in your life this past week? So that we can get a hallelujah on this end over here. That's okay. We so still, we can get so still sometimes and so worried about what other people think about us that we don't celebrate what God is doing and we miss it because we're so worried about maintaining. The lives of these believers that we're going to discuss in Hebrews chapter 11 is laid naked for us so that we can see that we can be encouraged by how they live their lives. So, so I'm going to ask you, why do you come to church? Is it because of what you're going to get when you come to church? Whose approval are you seeking when you come to church? I have to ask that question as as I'm sitting here preaching the word of God. Whose approval am I trying to get the approval of the congregation? Or or am I trying to get the approval that matters? What approval matters? God's approval is what matters. Your approval changes today. It may be it may be different tomorrow. We should seek God's approval. This is why we should come to church. This is why we should be generous. This is why we should serve others. This is why we should avoid certain sins in our lives. This is why we should discipline ourselves spiritually. This is why we should stir one another up to 
love and to good works. Why? Because we seek God's approval. Why should we be concerned about the spiritual state of each other's lives? Because we seek God's approval. Don't be like the rich young ruler who only wanted to follow Jesus and not make a sacrifice. Who, who, who wanted to follow Jesus on his own terms. Don't be like the rich young ruler. Be like what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Seek to glorify God in all that you do, whether you eat, whether you drink, whether you and whatever you do, whether it's talking to you, to to your neighbor, whether it's talking to your fellow believer. Do it to glorify God. And what that may mean, if you hear of them struggling, that may mean that you pray. For them. It may mean that if they're in need that you provide. And when we do these things. When when, when we do these things. This proves. God's faithfulness. That these lives of these Old Testament saints are going to say something about God's faithfulness, about his trustworthiness. What is your life saying this morning? What is your life saying about God? What is your life saying about the sufficiency of his word? Verse three, faith believes in the invisible realities. Look at the beginning of verse three. And this is, I believe this is an example of how faith uh, work in the Christian life. It says, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. It, it is faith that frames the, 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 the way we look at cre- the creation of the world. It, it's Faith frames how we understand the world that we live in came into being. We understand that God created the world and we understand it because not because, again, of ourselves, but because of the Holy Spirit through the word of God enables us to to embrace this truth that God created the world, that God spoke the world into existence. Look at look at what it said. Look at the rest of verse three. It says, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Who saw the world being created? Raise your hand. Did you see it? No, were you there? Why why you believe, why do you believe what Genesis 1 says? Why do you believe it? You weren't there. 
None of us can get in a time machine and go back and see what happened at the beginning with our own eyes. It is by faith that we understand God's creation. That we we is by faith that we understand that all things that 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 exist was uh, that creation was spoken. It was spoken into existence by God. And, and, and the writer is saying the reason he puts verse three there, because he's saying this is the sort of faith that functioned in the lives of the Old Testament believers. Some of them received what was promised. Some of them didn't receive what was what was promised, but they 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 believed it because God said it. If, if we believe that God created the world, we need to believe everything else God says in his word about his promises. That's a contradiction to say you believe the scripture and you don't believe that God created the world. And it's a contradiction to say, I believe God created the world that I exist in, the world that I, that I'm, the, the earth that I'm standing on, and you don't believe the promises of God concerning you. It's the same kind of faith. If you believe God created the world, will you, do you believe that God will keep you tomorrow? That he keeps you tomorrow? You believe God created the world. Do, do you believe that he works all things together for good in your life? If you believe God created the world, do you believe that God will provide uh, all your needs in Christ? That, that Do you believe that you are more than a conqueror in Christ? That, that whatever trial or difficulty you're in, that you can be joyous in that because God said it, not because you feel it? Do you believe that? It's the same thing as, as I don't see anybody walking out, out here and, and, and are uh, with anxiety and worry about gravity giving up on the earth, that you're going to float away. I don't, I don't see none of us. I don't see anybody worried about it. They got chains and weights in their pockets around their waist, holding them down because you, you're, you're, you think that God, uh, the, the, who created gravity is someday not going to do what, what he says uh, in, re, in regards to the natural laws on this earth that God is going to going to just give way the natural laws. I don't see anybody worried about that. Now, does that mean bad, you know, uh, difficult things like earthquakes? Uh, uh, Psalm uh, 46 tells us. It's even when those times happen, when when everything, when the when the ordinary, remember I said that when the ordinary in your life is disturbed, God is still God. Do you believe that? This is this is the kind of faith that we're to have as we walk the Christian life. And this is the kind of faith that we're to to display before our brothers and sisters. This is the kind of faith that we're to encourage in our brothers and sisters. This is the kind of faith that, that we're to, uh, that we're to uh, 
uh, pray that our brothers and sisters have. My, my prayer for you is that you would stand firm upon the truth of God's word, that you would go forth confident that what God has said, that his grace is sufficient. That's my prayer for you, believe, uh, beloved. Faith is forward looking. It looks it looks back. We look back and gain encouragement. And it looks forward to the what God has promised. What he has promised in, in the immediate future. And in the far away future. Faith believes that God will keep his promise no matter what. Do you have faith in God? Do your faith in God push you outside of yourself to serve others? Or are you complacent? Are you disobedient? Are you self, are you thinking about yourself more than you're thinking about others? Are you prideful and think you got this thing figured out? Have faith, beloved. And we, 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 if we're a believer, we nourish this kind of faith, this faith, this persevering faith with prayer and in study of the word of God. As we get to know God and as we pray, as we meditate upon the word, that nourishes our faith. So let us have the same faith that God requires of his people. Amen. Let us pray. Father, Isaiah said, uh, uh, wrote concerning you and what you have revealed about yourself that, that there is nothing that we can compare to you in this world. There, there is nothing like you in this world. It, 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 it and Father, Sometimes we live as if that that is not true. Sometimes we live as if our circumstances, our difficulties, our physical ailments are in some way competing with your sovereignty in our lives. But Isaiah said, he said, uh, 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 you, uh, the question that you ask your people and we think this way sometimes. It says, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Sometimes we, we think that, that you don't see what we're going through in our lives. Sometimes difficulties can get us to a point that we are filled with distress and despair and anxiety and worry and fear, depressed, discouraged. And in those times, Father, take us back to your word so that we can, we can hear what, 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 what is written. Have you not known? Have you not heard that the, Lord is 
the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He's a, he does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and he gives, and he gives might to those in, uh, in, who, who needs strength. And, and you, you help us to remember that you promise that if we will wait on you, meaning that we set our faith upon you and what you promise, that our strength will be renewed. And we will mount up with wings like eagles and we shall run and not be weary and that we walk and not faint. This is, this is a reference to a life of, of faith and trust and confidence and, and assurance in who you is and what you have promised. We thank you, Father, that in these dark times in which we live. We have you and your word that becomes a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It is your word that be that that is to us spiritual nourishment like physical bread is to our bodies. It is your word that we can trust that is sure that is right Thank you for your word, Father. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.